right, Nick. Uh, another losing edition of Chatterbox Reds. Uh, that's becoming far too often of a statement. The Reds lose 4-1. to one. You'd like to think that uh, if they were going to be able to win this series against the Giants, which seems, uh, which is, I guess, still possible, doesn't seem likely, but it's still possible that the Reds would be A-OK. They'd come back home. But uh, after tonight and the news that happened today, which I'm sure we'll get into, don't want to spoil it right off the top of the show, it's just a bad feeling, a really, really bad feeling. I don't know if you want to get in the box score recap really quickly and then go through the topics or uh, where you want to start, Nick, but I'll let you guide us the way. Let's just jump right into it. All right, it was a struggle for Andrew Abbott uh, from the start in the uh, game Monday night for the Reds in San Francisco. Bottom of the first, Andrew Abbott gave up a hard-hit single and a walk to the first two batters before Wilmer Flores hit a ball into the right center field gap near the wall. Stuart Fairchild closed on the ball with Friedel also close, but slowed up just a bit, possibly maybe a bit tentative on his first defensive play back after suffering a concussion a week ago, crashing into the wall. The ball dropped, allowing a run to score, and uh, that made it one nothing. Abbott did do a pretty good job rallying, did strike out three of the next four batters with a walk mixed in, but it took him 32 pitches. Giants would end up getting two more off Abbott. He ended up getting pulled after just getting one out in the fourth inning with 85 pitches. Abbott's final line, three in the third, five hits, three on runs, three walks, six strikeouts. Reds offense was absolutely dominated by Giants left-handed pitcher Kyle Harrison. He is a top 20 prospect in baseball who just happens to be from the Bay Area and made his home debut. He struck out the first five Reds batters and shockingly pitched into the seventh inning. Harrison was only supposed to throw 65 to 75 pitches, and he hadn't gone more than five innings in any start in the minor leagues all season. Harrison's unbelievable final line against the Reds, six and a third innings, pitched three hits, no runs, two walks, 11 strikeouts. Reds' best chance in the game came in the seventh right after Harrison got pulled. Right before that, CES smoked a double off Harrison. TJ Frieda walked. That did knock Harrison finally out of the game. Giants brought in a right-handed pitcher. David Bell went to Nick Martini. Martini hit a, hit a ball into right field for a hit. J.R. House, for some godforsaken reason, sent Christian Encarnacion Strand home, and he was out by a country mile. And uh, that would have just brought Will Benson to the plate as a pinch hitter. Would have been the tying run. Reds were down 4 nothing at the time. Instead, Benson struck out. That was the end of the Reds' best threat. Reds did in the top of the eighth at least avoid the shutout. Nixon Zell singled, and Ellie De La Cruz uh, doubled him home. But the Reds fall 4-1 in the first of three uh, in uh, San Francisco. Cubs did lose tonight. Uh, Arizona is currently losing at the moment. So if, uh, if, the, if the Diamondbacks score holds, the Reds will remain a game and a half back in the wild card race, but now the Giants are ahead of the Reds as we speak. Nice job, Nick. All right. Well, where do we start? Where do we start? Let's start with the offense. Let's start with the offense. This is a broken record. I don't want to say I was right. I don't want to make it sound like I'm rooting for this, but I've seen this coming. I've seen it coming, and I've seen it coming. And... The unfortunate part is, Nick, uh, in a little bit of a somber way, maybe this is too morbid for late-night television. But I feel like we're sitting at the hospital right now, and the doctor comes out for a loved one of yours, and he goes, 
All right, this is the problem, XYZ, and uh, it's not looking great. And you ask the doctor, well, what can you do about it? What can we do? How can we fix it? And they just look at you and say there's nothing we can do. And I think that's where I'm at tonight. I think I'm just sitting in my bed, slowly made my way downstairs to watch it on the TV or on my phone here. And I just don't think there's a solution, guys. I don't think there's a solution. I think we just have to live with it. We got to hope and pray that somehow some of these guys that uh, that probably aren't supposed to be as good as we need them to be become for at least a month as good as we need them to be. But uh, but it's just it's just not there. This team has fought through injury after injury after injury, Nick. And I think we finally met. We've we've met our match. I think we've we've met our match. And maybe I'm being too overly pessimistic. I'm just using my eyes, and I'm trying to tell the people how I feel. And um, if it's if if that's the end of it, that's the end of it. If it's not, then I then I apologize for overreacting. But uh, I don't know how you feel, Nick. It's just where do you go from here? How does it how does it get better? Yeah, the offense right now is just uh, it, it's painful to watch at, at times. Only thing I can kind of say is it it maybe feels especially against starting pitching like maybe the Reds are kind of like stuck in the spot where they're kind of in between like they they want to be aggressive at times and they want to kind of be patient and it feels like they're kind of stuck in the middle there where they're maybe overthinking it at times but again you just have too many guys that at this point in their careers aren't established good big league hitters they got a lot of upside there's no question about it I mean there's four or five guys in this lineup that I love I think in three or four years man these guys could be absolute studs but that's not not the current time um I mean, the only the only player that I, I look at and I go absolutely has no business being here with what the Reds options are right now is is TJ Hopkins and not to single him out not that you know he's not doing anything wrong but he what do you mean he's not well, doing I anything mean, wrong <laughs> he's not doing anything wrong is being really really nice what what gave it away Nick what 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 possibly made what 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 tipped you off on the whole he doesn't belong thing that the was it was it was it he hasn't gotten a hit yeah he, he's uh. He's just overmatched at the plate. So, I mean, but again, replacing TJ Hopkins with Jose Barrero or Trey Mancini's probably not the 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 magic uh, pill to fix this thing. But, uh, I mean, that's the only thing I can look at right now and say, yep, that's definitely one move I'd like to see them, them make. Um, CES, look, he did have three hard-hit balls today, hit a double, hit one right to the warning track. Uh, I mean, man, you really need him to be a guy that gets hot, and uh, you have to hope and pray. Jake Fraley uh, makes his first uh, rehab game tomorrow that that he comes back. I mean, if Jake Fraley comes back and hits like Jake Fraley, that's a huge, 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 huge if. I'm not sugarcoating that part of it. But if he does, this lineup looks completely different, against at least against right-handed pitching. So, um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a struggle right now. Yeah. It is a struggle. Uh, Derby Stardom said that if the uh, – if- that I said, if the Reds go 500 on this road trip, uh, they will go to the they will go to the postseason. Uh, I still I still believe that. The only problem is I didn't know that Matt McLean was going to get hurt. That's why I'm really pissed off. Um, you know, losing the night's one thing, Nick. I'm not really. I mean, I'm not saying that I I want to lose, but in general terms, like that's not a huge deal. Losing Matt McLean for the biggest 10-game stretch of the season, by far, 
is a really gut punch. That's a that's just like a that's a that's a low blow. I don't know. Like I said, maybe if I go to sleep, I wake up, I'll feel a little bit better. But tonight, I just feel like uh, I feel like it's coffin nails. I feel like it's casket time. Um, but as as I've said before, uh, of of the two of us, if there was one person to ever overreact on this show, it's going to be me. So maybe that's the maybe that's the uh, silver lining here is that uh, that they are four and four. But um, I don't know. Feels gross. As I've said a thousand times, there's just so many things right now that feel like they're all going against the Reds. The McLean injury, uh, you know, you don't want to be the excuses guy, but there's a lot of them. I mean, no, yeah, you can only do so Reds, much, Nick. The Reds' plane had engine air issues. They sat, they sat in the plane for eight hours overnight. They didn't yeah. get to the hotel till five a.m., which is eight a.m. our time. Uh, so you, you factor that, I mean, I'm, that probably had something to do with, with, uh, you know, this, this kid coming up and absolutely dominating them. Um, you have JR house, just, I don't know what he was doing. Maybe it was a lack of sleep for him. <laughs> that's why I don't know. I just, I've never, that's one of the worst sins I've ever seen just because of the situation where you're right. in, where, I mean, you were going to have the tying run at the plate. Uh, right. that that's as, as bad as it gets. Um, yeah, and then I mean the McLean news, and it's just it, yeah. it feels like it, whatever can go wrong will go wrong right now. But Trace, I will say this: I, I, I it's disgusting. I, I couldn't even believe it. Reds are eight and eight in their last sixteen games. Does it even feel like it feels like they're four and twelve? Right. Well, they're not winning the series that matter the most. I mean, that's the part of it. I mean, listen, if you don't sweep the Angels, if you if you if you only take two or three from the Angels, and I know everyone can play the what if game, this whole thing looks a lot different, doesn't it, in regards to a record standpoint. But sweeping the Angels, um it, it obviously is important and that's great, but again, uh from a head to head standpoint, they've just not won these series that matter. They've not. And then the, those are the facts. That's why that's why this starts to feel a little bit different. Your eyes tell you one thing, and uh, I know I know that the record book tells you another. Uh, and, and and again, I get it. Five hundred in the last sixteen. I just I don't know. I just don't know how. I mean, how how much more can you possibly watch this team and think it's realistic to compete to play in the postseason? It just doesn't seem possible. But again. You know, maybe I'm overreacting because I just sat up there and I watched abysmal at bat after abysmal at bat, lifeless energy. And then I watched JR House. It's like I said, as soon as you thought that the players couldn't possibly play any worse, you find out that the third base coach has his head up his ass. I, I don't I, I don't know exactly what he was thinking. I do want to point out to Scott on Twitter, made a good point. He says, I think there's a lot of hero syndrome uh, right now. And there's a lot of guys on this team, and including maybe, maybe JR, where they got to think they got they they have to do more than what they just they need to do just their job, but they think they need to do more than just their job right now to try to help the team win. And inevitably, every time you get in a situation like that, as Scott points out, it doesn't go well. You're actually it's it's counterintuitive. So you know, again, what was what was Jailhouse thinking? What was the concept there? Listen, you got the tying run coming up to the plate for the first time all night. You got Christian Encarnacion Strand that if you watch, you use your eyes during the play. He stuttered for a minute because he thought it was a line drive. He wasn't sure if it was going to get caught. So it, he got a terrible break. 
And I just don't, uh, I just don't understand how you, uh, I just don't understand how you, you send them. I don't. Now, do I want to sit here and spend 30 minutes talking about JR House? Probably not, Nick, but it was a, it, we, we would be lying to ourselves if we didn't say that I was a meaningful moment, a pretty meaningful moment in this game is him sending that because it just felt like the old knife and the proverbial beach ball right there on the yellow sideline. You know, it just shrunk. The air came right out of him. Well, it felt like that. And then, then the, the home plate umpire as well. Any of the few chances the Reds had, it felt like they just got taken right away. It was like, as soon as the Reds, you felt, okay, hey, maybe there's something here. Probably not. Probably not. But hey, there might be something. You know, you call a pitch three three inches out of the, the strike zone, a, a strike, and or J.R. House sends the runner home. or It just, man, it was uh, just a, a tough, tough game to watch. Just, I don't know. It was. And everybody, and including you, Nick, they keep reminding me about the 500 comment, and they keep reminding me that this team obviously is still right in it. I understand, and maybe you guys are letting me kind of wear you down a little much here when I'm saying this. I'm just using my eyes more than anything. You know, I'm using my eyes. My eyes are telling me that this is going to get ugly. I hope I'm wrong. You know what it's going to take? Like it or not, maybe we can get into this now. Abbott, Abbott is on fumes, but uh, I don't know if we want to spend a quick a quick second on just what lightning bolt and or shot in the arm can we possibly get? Trey Mancini, maybe he comes up here and he plays out of his mind for a month. I don't know. It's possible. Honestly, it's, it's, it's possible. Trey Mancini's got the game to be able to possibly do it, and I'm not saying he could do it for over a long period of time, but he could do it for maybe a month. Um... Is it crazy to think that Jose Barrero's got to be the guy now that you call up and maybe what a what a what a full circle moment. What an unbelievable year it would be to tell your grandkids about if Jose Barrero's the guy that comes in and saves the season. You know, I mean that would be that would actually be hilarious. That'd be some good karma. Now you're getting some smiles out of me. Um I don't know if that's the answer Nick, but where are you at on just kind of how can this Reds team get a little bit of a shot in the arm? Yeah, you got to get Jose Barrero up here. Um he deserves a chance. I mean, look, Cozy Burrow's killing two birds with one stone. Uh, number one, he probably gives you the best chance to win right now. At least he's got the the potential upside there. And number two, hey, if the Reds really are dead, why not give Jose Burrow a chance, right? Like, like you're kind of at the point where what does it hurt? Like, he probably is a better option to hit, and you probably need to see him get some more big league at bats because this guy doesn't have as that many big league at bats. He's I think still under 400 career at bats. So, um, you know, my idea was he he uh, played two games at second base back in 2021 when the Reds uh, had Kyle Farmer. So he has played sub second base. Played a lot in uh, 2018. There, um, I would say, hey, why don't you have him? He's probably already in Omaha right now. That's where Louisville plays tomorrow. Why don't you have him play second base for two games there? You're off on Thursday. Call him up on, on Friday. Just let him play second base till Matt McLean comes back. Um, I mean, I guess the only caveat would be maybe if they don't think McLean's going to be out that long, but uh, I don't it, – it, oblique injuries, I mean, it's it's hard to see him back anytime soon. Um, right. I, I know there's a, there's a heavy variance to how, you know, um, oblique can keep you out for months or weeks, but um, – yeah, I think you got to get Jose Barrero up here. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if they do that. Um, I fully expect them to because it seems like a very 
pretty clear-cut picture as to what they need, and he fits the mold for what they need to a certain extent. Now, whether or not he produces when he gets up here, I don't know. I'm not going to promise anything like on that front, but but uh, but but I'm rooting for him. I really do hope he comes up here, and I hope he has some success because it helps the Reds tremendously. If Jose Barrero can get hot towards the end of this year, whether you want to say that you don't believe in him, whether you want to say that you think that he could possibly be a really good utility guy for this team down the road, if you don't believe in him, then you want him to get hot for a month and then Nick Kroll will trade him away in the offseason and you might actually get some return for him because he looks like he's a promising prospect again. Um, let's get into Andrew Abbott quickly here. I, I, I don't know what to make of it. I think at this point uh, he needs a skip start. I know we've said that already before. He's got to skip a start. He has to. It's it's at this point not just uh, it's not a fluke. It's not it's a trend. It looks more it looks more and more like a trend than a fluke, Nick. So um, I'm I'm gonna I'm not saying I'm gonna shut him down, okay? But I am skipping a start. Yeah, I mean, and, and Jeff Brandt was all over this on the broadcast. You know, like the Reds did this with uh, I think it was Lodolo where they they sat him down for a couple weeks, let him finish the season. Feels like that's what you need to do with Abbott. Maybe the Reds say, well, we got a double header this weekend against the Cubs. We're going to get him go one more time through the rotation. But it really feels like you're pushing it with him. It, not in terms of like the Red season where we're at. It feels like you're almost maybe pushing him too far in, in terms of a, a guy that we're counting on for the future. Um, I don't know. Maybe they feel differently with the, you know, the way they're they're monitoring his his workload and all that. But they're pulling him after like 85 pitches and, and like tonight they, it wasn't really pulling him because of performance. It was clearly they were pulling him because yeah, let's, let's get him out of here. So I, I think you need to probably skip him at least two times through the rotation, see where he's at. Maybe he can finish the season, but at this point you have to think about really the player at this point. And I don't really know if there's really even that big a trade off between him and like Lyon Richardson right now, if we're being honest. All right. Right now, in this exact moment, I, I get what based on where his yeah, fatigue not, level is. I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm not going to disagree with that. All right, uh, the final topic of conversation we hinted on a little bit here already is Matt McLean to the IL. Um, you can give the specific announcement. I'm pretty sure, obviously, he's going on the 10-day IL. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. has an oblique situation. They're going to leave it pretty vague, I'd assume, for a reason. You know, I, I don't know where to go. He's the... He's he's such a good player, man. He's so important yeah. to this team. So important to this team. I, I just I can't state that enough. I mean, I feel like he's the kind of the catalyst that got this ball moving in the right direction when they brought him up back when he uh, came up against the Rockies. And I, I get that maybe it took him a little bit of while to get going in regards to the team momentum wise. And, you, and many people give Ellie credit for for maybe the rise in in uh, popularity and wins at the same time. But I think Matt McLean's been that guy all along. So I, I'm just super disappointed that he's gone down to a to an injury. Yeah. Um, man, just uh, this probably going to hurt his uh, rookie of the year. I mean, I don't think he was going to win rookie of the year, but he was yeah, probably no. the clear cut. He probably was going to finish second. He may fall out of the the race, which that's, you know, that's important to these guys. You know, right. that's an accomplishment. And you, you look at their baseball reference page for the rest of their career, it says, rookie of the year too i mean that's a just a cool thing to have so yeah. th that part of it personally stinks and obviously the reds are in, in a world of trouble without matt mcclain he's been their best overall player since he's got here um, 
Yeah, shout out Bedfred Sportsbook. Uh, at least the last time I checked tonight, I thought about doing it. I was going to put as much money as I humanly could on uh, Carroll to win the uh, the Rookie of the Year because it's a lock at this point. And it's you just got to be really rich to make any money. It's minus three thousand. At least last time I checked. So good luck. I mean, three thousand dollars to win a hundred bucks. Still free money though. It, it's legitimately free money. Right, Nick? Like, it's it's impossible for him to lose. Even if he gets hurt tomorrow, he still wins. Yeah, I went to cash out my uh, McLean bet because they had offered me more money like uh, a week ago, and it was already gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's here nor there. Um, yep. All right, so here's the deal. Play tomorrow. Let's do the who, what, when, where, and why. Um, that way the podcast is nice and clean and maybe we can hang out for just a quick second after that. But, uh, who, what, when, where, and why Nick, uh, we've got to get a win. Got to get a win. Yeah. Reds giants, two of three Tuesday night, nine 45, as, uh, mentioned, uh, this will be the Reds last late game of the entire, uh, regular season. Just about every game. The rest of the way is six forty or earlier outside of four games. So. Last one, last one to grind through. Uh, Reds will be going up against uh, Alex Cobb. Bad news, he was a all-star this year. Um, good news is, last time the Reds saw Alex Cobb, he came into Cincinnati with a 2.82 ERA, and uh, Reds put nine hits and five runs off him. He walked four batters, didn't strike out a batter. Um, and uh, st- starting on that start against the Reds back on July 20th, seven games since, he's 0-3 with a 6 one four ERA. He's given up nine home runs in uh, thirty six and two thirds innings over that span. So obviously not an easy ballpark to hit home runs, but hey, maybe the Reds can uh, crank a couple out and uh, maybe maybe the first inning trace that would really uh, mm. feel nice. And uh, man, let's manifest it. And uh, hey, uh, probably uh, is it safe to say the the guy you'd want on the mound right now? <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying that about yeah. Brandon Williamson. But uh, since July first. He's got an even three ERA. Last four starts, 24 innings, four walks, 27 strikeouts. Um, Williamson actually pitched that game that we were on the riverboat for. Uh, six innings, two earned runs. Uh, pitched really well in that game. Uh, gave up solo home runs to uh, Austin Slater and Wilmer Flores um, in that game. So, need another big start from uh, a rookie and Brandon Williamson. Hopefully, we can get it tomorrow. Yeah, we need a little bit of fortune too. I think that this this offense needs a little bit of help. We need we need a guy to walk some guys, hit by pitches. We need to find ways to manufacture guys to get on base. This whole concept that if they don't walk anybody and they're just expecting the Reds guys to go up there and be able to put the ball in play and get on base and and, and move the guys around, I just don't see it right now. I really don't. Um, the approaches too, they're just. I don't know. Again, maybe they needed some sleep. Maybe it was the eight hours on the tarmac. That could easily probably be it. Who knows? But it feels like they've been on a tarmac for a month and a half and haven't been hitting the ball for for uh, for a whole lot of pop for a long time. So maybe the plane the the plane is to blame, or maybe it's just the fact that these guys are below average offensive players. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, Nick, go ahead. Well, you, you saw that that uh, double that ended up uh, Ellie getting to third base on him. Mean, he didn't hit the ball that far. Hit it 137 feet and ended up on third base. Man, it'd be nice if Ellie could do that in the first inning, right? 
that that just completely changes the whole feeling and vibe and all those kind of things about the game um, instead of in the eighth inning. So, I mean, this is kind of ballpark, man. If if guys like Ellie can just put the ball in play, uh, it, it can really, really, <laughs> you know, create some havoc. And that's what the Reds need to do. You know, uh, maybe I'm overthinking this and maybe I'm too, 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 overly critical about baseball IQ sometimes because you know when you're not that athletic and you're not as talented definitely nowhere near ever thought about being as talented as ta- as, uh, as Ellie was you know I, rec- I I always felt like it I was required to be relatively intelligent on the field and really know the time the score the inning know all those types of things Ellie going to third base tonight on that whole you know kind of missed throw and all that it's like it's like Sometimes I just wonder if he thinks about the game, which maybe maybe it's great that he doesn't, but it's just like, what what are we doing there? I mean, with all due respect, I know you got there safely. That's just a dumbass play. It just is. I mean, if you're if you're out, you, I mean, what are we doing? We're trying to take third. We're trying to take third base with two outs, and you're down by three. I mean, with all due respect, man. And I know he's 21 years old, so I don't want to crush him. And I'm not again, but but again, I'm just sometimes I just wonder like. Are we are we just out of it mentally? Like, is that the problem that we've just we the season's caught up to us, and these young guys are just mentally exhausted, and they just can't focus long enough to be able to have competitive at bats and play every single pitch? Because that is hard to do. I will tell you. I know people probably think that that's crazy talk, all this, that, and other. It's like, well, that's your only job in life is you got to play a game for three hours. You should be able to focus the whole time. It's like. Focusing for every single pitch and, and playing through all of the scenarios, every single pitch is mentally taxing. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm just concerned. That was one small play that made me think like, do we even do we even pay attention? Do we care? Are we are we are we are we logically thinking through much of this stuff? But maybe not. That could just be Ellie being Ellie. Manny Ramirez, same, same concept, right? You just happy go lucky, pretty dumb guy that's really good at baseball. So um, no disrespect, of course, to to Manny. Anyways, I guess from here, Nick, got to find a way to win tomorrow. Williamson's on the mound. Um, one quick chat question that I want to know if you know the answer to before we jump on the stream off the stream was, if if uh, rookie of the year, and I know me and you are pretty bad about this, and maybe in the off season we'll 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 do a little bit of a a little bit of a homework on all of this stuff so we know the answers immediately. If if McLean were to finish top three in rookie of the year, did the Reds get any compensation picks from that? I actually know the answer to this, and I know it because of Charlie Goldsmith. I reached out to him, and he he got me an official answer. So the only player that could impact any of those extra year of service time, any of that other stuff, is Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, you had to be a top 100 prospect preseason. So thankfully, Matt McLean was bad in 2022 because Matt McLean was a top 100 prospect going into 2022, but struggled last year. That struggled. I mean, he wasn't I great at Double A. Fell out of the top 100. He was not a top 100 prospect at the beginning of the year, so he can't cost anything. So uh, the only guy you really don't want to finish in the top two of rookie of the year is Ellie Dela Cruz, and I think at this point it's pretty safe that that's not going to happen. Okay. The the Diamondbacks did lose, so this is Reds crazy. Remain a, Reds remain a, a game and a half uh, back. We're a game and a half back from the playoffs, and I tell you, when I sit here tonight. And I and I and I'm gonna go upstairs and go to bed. When I go to bed tonight, I'm, it's gonna feel like we're ten games back. And I don't know why it does, but it just does. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We greatly appreciate all of the love and support. 
If you have not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, well, what are you waiting for? Do it right now as we have new episodes available bright and early the morning after every single Reds game this season, just in time for your daily commute, your morning coffee, or however else you get your day started. And also, make sure that you are subscribed to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so you can join us live after every single Reds game this season and be a part of the conversation. Hit the bell and turn on notifications also so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live. We hope that you have a fantastic day, and as always, go Reds.